Coming to you live from the Chamber of Hunters studio, this is the Hunting Good Podcast. I am your host, Leslie Reed. And I'm Keone Hutton. But before we get into that, I need to touch Leslie's husband. Yeah, I need supervision and I currently don't have any. So, case assisting. Because we, we, have, we have rediscovered this week why me being unsupervised is slightly hazardous. Although, in my defense, I successfully talked myself out of buying about $500 worth of yarn. That, you know what? I am impressed. I you, you didn't really should know be because you had that kind of like self-control. Occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> Occasionally not. But this one was really impressive because, well, I had projects picked out for every single skein of yarn that I was going to buy. And that's a rarity. Usually I buy the yarn because it's pretty and then I go, oh, what do I do with it? That's that's fair. But how many open projects do you have at the moment? I might need one more hand. Yeah, or, exactly. So welcome everyone to the Haunting You Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to donate a hand, I can actually then count my open yarn projects. And then she might actually finish some. Never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Well, I, I'll finish them, but the, then I just kind of keep starting more. Yeah, we'll do the next one. Exactly. I mean, what else would you do? Buy more yarn. Exactly. So welcome, everyone, <laughs> to the Haunting You podcast. We are super excited to be back with you. Holy shit. The last couple of months have just been absolutely insane. Get like It, it occurs to me, today is December 9th, and we have not yet had an opportunity to talk about how our Halloween went. Like we're a month and a half past it and we haven't had a chance to talk about how Halloween yet. And I feel terrible about that. But let, let us just take a moment and describe what our last six weeks have been like. Um, <laughs> I've been at sea. That, that makes things difficult. I, I will tell you, you, it's hard to record a podcast when you're at sea. Uh, yes. Leslie's been in the hospital. You multiple want, you times. Want to multiple times. Yeah, Leslie well, was in the hospital multiple, multiple times. times. And has come out with less Leslie than there was before she went in the hospital. That 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 does not come out. That did not come out the way I intended. She had a minor organ taken out. <laughs> I did. I did. It was unplanned. Um, <laughs> unplanned organ removal. Yes. So, I so am... much better than emergency <laughs> surgery. <laughs> it really does. Unplanned organ removal. Exactly what happened. Ten out of ten. Do not necessarily recommend, although the drugs were pretty good <laughs> once they started working. No, I uh, <laughs> I ended up having a couple gallbladder attacks, and that sent me to the ER. Yeah, don't don't recommend those. They are don't, um, don't recommend it. Don't just. I had migraines it. that were more fun. I've had <laughs> jaw surgery that was more fun than Holy, that. That sounds terrible. Yeah, I when stealing don't my husband's good either. pain. Yeah, it was, when stealing my husband's good pain meds doesn't work, um, you, you know there's a problem. So yeah, I ended up in the hospital uh, to have my gallbladder removed. So I am one more step towards my uh, full Frankenstein monster creation <laughs> where I am currently held together with plates and screws for my head. Uh, so yes, I can actually have a screw loose, up to 16 of them at any given time. And I am missing a partially vital organ. And eh, semi-vital. Semi-vital, partially vital. Semi-vital at best. I mean, it's more important than than the you know appendix. Than the appendix, yeah. Yep. Who, but who not as important as, as a kidney. <laughs> Definitely not I as important as a kidney. I think you're between those two. But it kind of lies in the middle. But what does the appendix do, really? Like, it's it's semi-homicidal. It either does absolutely nothing and just kind of exists, or it collects bacteria and tries to kill you. 
honestly, that seems like a perfect thing for you to keep because you also are semi-homicidal. Occasionally speaking. Occasionally speaking. <laughs> so yeah, that like our last six weeks have been a little unusual, a little crazy. And, and that's us. why we're so even for us. And that's why we're so late and get our episode out. I apologize. Our New Year's resolution is to do better. <laughs> that's all yes, I can say right now. You at with me at sea for half of it yeah three months of the year (laughs) i have a plan for that i have a plan for that so today's december 9th we're recording this this is going to go out like in the next few days mid this is our december episode Uh, if you don't swear too much it won't be too much for you to edit out (laughs) that's that's the goal that's the goal (laughs) we've got um robert knowlton lined up to come on for our january episode to talk about uh the chamber of hunters and what they're looking forward to in 2023 We've got Doug more Sheldon. Hunters. More hunters. We've got Doug, Doug Sheldon lined up to come out uh, on our February episode to talk about Fear Expo. Fear Expo is being moved to March instead of January. Uh, so it's not conflicting with Transworld. Uh, ah. So March in Kentucky, which will be much nicer time to be in that part of Kentucky than it was in January last year, where it was really freaking cold. But it was awesome. Highly recommend. Go check out Fear Expo. So he'll be on for our February episode. And then for our March episode, I want to start designing our uh, a new a new character. And so we're going to tackle yes. that in our March episode. So the, the, like we have plans for the next three episodes that will get us through until I get back. And episodes should actually be released like on time. Yes, April because they're going to be set up for auto-release and we're good to go. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Podbean. That Pod way John me. and I don't forget about it. Thank you, Podbean. Uh, we'll see what happens for April. <laughs> April's a little up in the air right now. But plenty of going forward. from John and I. Exactly. Plenty. Uh, actually, that's a good idea because, you know, April 1st episode, it's a shenanigan episode. I think you guys could totally do this while I'm at sea. Yes. Because John and, and I am supervised as a safe choice. Yes. Indeed. Mm-hmm. I, we might be like, the last time I was assigned to a ship, we were able to do podcasts when I pulled into port. We may be able to pull off something like that again. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yes. Again, potentially shenanigans or short, you know, vignettes of, hey, we're still thinking about Halloween because why wouldn't we be? Uh, and you still owe me videos. I do. About makeup. Yes. As losing, as I... a, losing a gallbladder is a reasonable excuse, but only yes. just. Only barely. Um, I, I have to clean off the yeah and you can't do that because now you're recovering from gallbladder surgery yeah that's a work in progress it's good and no then heavy lifting I... yeah i've mostly been good about that except when we tried to help i tried to help alan move the electric fireplace we bought inside the house and realized as i went to go down to pick it up we both realized that that was a terrible idea i mostly believe you that you've mostly part. been good Mostly. 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 Mostly believe. I, I haven't picked up the dog, <laughs> which I usually do regularly. That's good. That, that is good. Because so, no, with no, how no energetic puppy. she is, I can only see her like springing and trying oh, well, that, to that, that doesn't mean that your, she's not trying incisions. to jump up on me. So she's oh, you're... doing that completely, but I'm not trying to, you know, deadlift a puppy. That That's good. Please do not deadlift the puppy. No, but she likes it. <laughs> I know. So remember when I came back from... So I went out to Colorado for Thanksgiving, and when we came back, apparently the cats realized that, like the feral cats that wandered the neighborhood, realized ah. the sky was gone and decided to use our backyard as their party place because ah. there was just cat poop everywhere, and we kept catching sky eating the cat poop. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah. I felt like you were you were never licking me again. Yeah, yeah. That's, again. She she gets in trouble when she goes litter box surfing. Oh, that's even worse. Uh, yes and no, because at least I know that you know the cat has all of her shots and isn't going to transmit something. Still, to but her. like, the, but with the litter box, like, ew. Is it better that she likes it fresh? I think so, because at least she's not eating the litter. Oh no, that she eats some of that too. That's what I'm saying. Like, at least eating it fresh, you're not getting the litter. Oh no, you you still get the litter. She just it's not the old stuff. Ew. Yeah, it's anyway. Gross. Again, so, discussions, but you know, indeed, we're a podcast. So we're gonna roll the clock back now to mid-October and talk about how our Halloween went because holy <laughs> to <laughs> catch everyone back up, because I know it's been a while. Uh, I was building three hunts this year. We had the candlelighters. We'll get there. We had the <laughs> candlelighters ghost house uh, in Fremont, California, where I helped them. I built one of their uh, one of their scenes. And then was a guest actor there for much of the season, which was so much freaking fun. I had a blast. Then I built uh, my own haunt, the uh, 2022 haunted ship on board my ship, where we'll get into that. And then I helped design and build a zombie themed haunt in the abandoned building on our base. All to benefit and entertain Coast Guard families. All to benefit and entertain Coast Guard families. Holy (laughs) It was awesome. It was freaking amazing. I had so much fun. It all worked. I don't know if it worked out, but I'm very happy with the results. Say it worked out pretty well, given. I'd say it worked out pretty well as well. We'll 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 kind of touch on them one by one. So for starters, let's talk about the ghost house. The ghost house was open for 13 nights, opened on October 13th and closed on October 30th. And over that time, they had. I could, I could not believe the number of people who came out. They had an absolutely record-breaking year. Because it's, not my, because it's not my hunt, I'm not comfortable saying the number, but they brought in a record-breaking number of people. They raised a record-breaking amount of money for themselves, and or rather for the non- well, for all of the nonprofits for, that they for the non-profit, support. Which again, the, the candlelighters, they support other nonprofits in the area, so everything that they are earning from the haunt is then getting redistributed back to the community that needs it. And that's, exactly. again, something that is very important to us is partnering with groups that support their local communities. Yeah. And I could not believe it. Like their ticket sales, they sell tickets for $4 or dollars. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think they need to raise their prices because the quality of show that they are putting on is better than $4. But they sell their tickets for less than my coffee is at Starbucks. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I, th- I think they could probably uh, raise their prices and that would help them bring in more money. But uh, I mean, overall, it was just a, it was a phenomenal year. So I got, that was really my first experience uh, working with a professional haunt. Um, you know, wasn't a paid position. It was the first time I worked for a professional haunt and it was kind of exhilarating. I had a freaking mm-hmm. blast. <laughs> So we're still doing this when you get out of the Coast Guard. We are absolutely still doing this when I get out of the Coast Guard. How we're going to do it is a little bit up in the air yet, but yes, we are. <gasps> we'll, we'll figure that, that out. That reminds me. I saw Fear Factory. Oh! When we were driving to uh-huh. Denver, uh, we took I-80 across and we cut through Salt Lake City. It is freaking right there next to the highway. So I, we're driving nice. down the street and I see this painting of a zombie on the side of a building. I'm like, 
the hell is that? And as we're getting a little closer, I'm like, that looks like a zombie. It's really cool. And then right next to it, I see the words fear factory. <gasps> Holy shit, fear factory. I tried and to take a picture of the rear guard. How hard was it to not like I was freaking <laughs> out. Ashley and the kids were just looking at me funny. <laughs> like, what? Well, that's not on exactly Earth new. are you talking about? And so I had to go on and explain about, you know, how it's an old concrete factory uh, that a bunch of people bought and turned into a haunted house. And it's one of the best haunted houses in the country. And I really want to go. And Ashley just rolled her eyes at me, as a good wife does. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, even though we didn't get to stop, it was still really exciting just to like drive by and see it there. Like, yeah. You know, that's, and it's, it's holy, shit, what a location. Like, literally off the highway. Like, that's, that's great. You see it from the highway. Free advertising right there. It was amazing. But anyway, back to the candle lighters. So I got to guest act at the candle lighters ghost house for uh, as much as I could spare. I went as big, really as many times as I was able to, given you know building two other haunts in the midst of of their show season. Brought Mortimer out, and uh, we we just entertained the queue. So I acted as a queue line actor and was just kind of walking up and down the queue. I was walking from midway, interacting with people and talking with people and just having fun with them. There were overall, the, the reactions to Mortimer were very positive. There were a couple of times where I'm sure I scarred children. Like there, there was this one time where I, I like wasn't even trying to be scary. The, the entire time. I'm not trying to be scary. The ghost house is really geared toward families. It's geared toward younger kids. It's supposed to be like uh, appropriate for kids all the way from very, very little up to adults, right? So I wasn't trying to be scary. I was trying to be goofy. And Mortimer is the perfect prop to help you be goofy because he is a goofy ghost. But I'm just standing out in the middle of the, um, in the middle of the midway and, and walking around. And I see a little girl come walking out of the face painting booth and she takes one step, turns and sees me and freezes. Like her <laughs> entire body goes rigid. She jerks backwards a little bit. Her eyes get huge, like full moons. And I just watch, like she comes out with a smile on her face, but her eyes get big, her face falls and she just bursts into tears out of nowhere she took one look at me and just bursts into tears <laughs> so bad she couldn't have been more than three or four she was absolutely adorable had just got her face painted having the time of her life and i just scarred the crap out of her <laughs> without even freaking doing anything and for the entire rest of the night Anytime I would be on the midway, she like her mom would be holding her and she would be looking right at me. Would not I take her eyes you. like watching. I me. Don't would not take her eyes off you of me. You are a hazard, and I am going to make sure that I know where you are to protect myself and my family. Exactly. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was one of the most memorable moments of, of that season. And then another, uh, I mentioned how the, the candlelighters use high schoolers as the actors inside the haunt. And at the end of the night, they would, uh, they would send someone through to uh, basically get them all and 
<laughs> and bring them out for for closing. Collect the children. Yeah. So what that <laughs> one night they let me go do it with Mortimer, and so what I was doing was uh, I would lead with Mortimer, and so he would be the first thing that they that they would see. And I ended up scaring like seven a lot of them of the 12 or 13 kids that night got scared by mortimer before they could scare me <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god it was fun funny it was that's so great. much fun oh and then closing night so closing night sunday october 30th they just had a huge crowd huge crowd came out and it was like the line was all the way down the block for the entire night come 8 30 well, we, I mean, we were talking about it even as early as like seven. They close at nine. We're like, there's just no possible way we're going to be able to get the whole queue through. If we keep selling tickets, when should we stop selling tickets? We're not going to stop selling tickets. It's the last night. We have to. We want to get everybody through. Like these are the discussions that mm-hmm. they're having in the midst of the show. And so ultimately, it was decided that we would that they would stay open and get everybody through no matter what. But again, we have high schoolers who are there as the actors. And it's Sunday night and they have school the next day and not everybody, not all the actors could stay. So I'm like, I'll go, I'll go inside, send me in. (laughs) I can help. (laughs) So I got to be one of the, so I got to uh, go inside and do some of the acting as well. I got to play a Viking, uh, which was just a lot of fun because I was hamming it up like crazy. Um, As you should. As, as you should. Yeah, they gave me like the helmet with the horns and I was wearing this fur thing and had a sword and like the location for this Viking was freaking perfect because you have uh, basically this little alcove in the hallway and uh, as people turn the corner, they've got light behind them shining on the room in front. They're, they're looking at the room where this Viking witch is. It's the perfect weenie. They are, they're looking into <laughs> the, the wrong way. direction. They're looking in the wrong direction. And I just pop out of freaking nowhere. Completely, It's a completely dark alcove. They cannot see me. I just popped out of there. And then I'd be going like, feast with me in the halls of Valhalla and stuff like that. Like it, I was just having a blast. <laughs> Tell me you were using Thor's accent. I cannot do accents. You know me. You should practice. You could do Trixie. Trixie is not an accent. Trixie is a lifestyle. <laughs> Let's be clear on that. <laughs> One day she may make an appearance on the podcast. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll have to have our <laughs> other special guest for that one. Indeed, indeed. But yeah, so I mean, just an absolutely had an absolute blast with the uh, with the candle lighters. They had a record breaking season. And it was so much fun to be a part of it. Uh, to Linda, the president, and all of the candlelighters who made me feel so welcome, thank you so much for that opportunity. I s- am so excited for next year. I am already have some ideas on stuff I want to help you guys do. I cannot. I'm very frustrated that I'm not going to be there for most of the build season, but I should be back in time for actually opening. So here's the 2023. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> So that's the ghost house. All right. So on to the next haunt. Second haunt I was working on was the zombie <laughs> haunt. And this was a for the Coast Guard uh, Harvest Festival. The audience was Coast Guard families and uh, all of the people who were going to come out for the Harvest Festival. And they were looking for um, just a way to entertain them uh, in, a, in a kind of scary way. I did not designed this well okay i designed it but yeah you did 
yeah, I designed the layout. I gave them ideas on uh, floor on how I would do the floor plan. I did some of the building for the floor plan. And th th so what I ended up doing with this one was, was a lot of fun. The abandoned building is, is just that it's abandoned. They left it's a building. ton of stuff behind when they abandoned it, primarily cubicles. <laughs> and I pre-made walls. Pre-made walls, like literally pre-made walls. And I was able to repurpose a lot of those cubicle walls for walls in the haunted house. And so we were able to take advantage of some of the spaces, put up these cubicle walls as temporary walls to build corridors and really effectively use that space. And it freaking worked awesome. The most terrifying thing about using the cubicle walls, there was nothing supporting them but the cubicle walls. So if somebody hit one hard enough and it happened once, the entire wall started tipping over. It was That's basically right. built in a C shape. And mm -hmm. because it was a C shape, it, was, it could stand up on its own. But somebody hit one hard enough and it just like, <laughs> got a little wobbly. But it only happened once in the night. And considering it was in an abandoned building, why did I just raise my hand? Oh, <laughs> it recognized my hand gesture when I was doing this. That's crazy. Zoom is doing weird things. I apologize. It distracted me. It's not recognizing my hand. Granted, I usually don't raise my hand. I usually just blur out the answer. <laughs> so yeah, but then I was also able to use some of the furniture that was left scattered about. So like I stole a desk from one room and moved it into another room where we had uh, the, the skeleton secretary. See, and he can only say that he stole it because John's not on the podcast tonight. Indeed. And technically, I didn't actually steal it. There were signs posted all over the building from base facilities that, was, that said something along the lines of, do not remove any furniture from this building. And I'm like, I didn't. I moved it from one part of the building to another. It's still that's, in the building. That seems I am well within, within the law here. I am within no, the bounds. No. You, are, you are within the sign bounds. <laughs> I am within the bounds of the sign. <laughs> I, I'm not going to argue military law with you. That's fair. That's fair. I don't even think your wife would do that. Well, she might, just to be she's, annoying. No, she, she's smarter than that. <laughs> but yeah, so like it, it told me I had to, it had to stay in the building, and it did. It stayed in the building. So, sorry, John, there was no theft. There was no theft. There was no actual theft. Uh, there was repurposing of equipment from different parts of the building to other parts of the building. So we had a whole bunch of desks that we were able to turn into morgue tables. We had uh, another desk and a computer screen and keyboard. And like we set up a little desk for the secretary. And uh, we had like, oh, projection, projection effects. I used a ton of projection effects in here. We had uh, Spectral Illusions effects and Hello FX effects. I don't think I used any Atmos FX here. But just, they had a ton of glass doors. And I just took the $6 uh, shower curtain from Walmart, taped it to the inside of the door, and then projected onto that. And it worked freaking beautifully. Absolutely phenomenal. The, and then uh, there's this one tiny little window in one of the doors and I don't understand why there's a tiny little window in this door, but I don't care. It was the perfect size for a computer monitor. So I literally hung a computer monitor from a couple of bent hangers <laughs> on the back of the door, hooked up a media player to it, and then had a, a zombie bursting out from that. And this was the one that HelloFX did custom for me. They made the Coast Guard crest, and then the zombie burst through the, cus the Coast Guard crest to, nice. to pop out and say things. It was nice. great. So this is also a, you know, hazard warning for everybody who goes through haunts. Um, 
<laughs> don't touch things because despite how well and awesome everything looks, it's basically held together with spit and bailing wire. So don't touch. You'll 100%. you'll you'll thank yourself. 100%. Later. Future you will be grateful. <laughs> So that's, but that's really as much as I did for, for this haunt. And then I just kind of turned it over to, to the Coast Guard Enlisted Association members who were going to be actually running it. And I love what they did. I left a whole bunch of my props there just, you know, in the tubs and said, you know what, just go through, take what you want, use what you want, and I'll come collect it afterwards. Have at it, guys. And the creativity that they showed warms my heart. These are not people who like love Halloween that I do, like we do. There was one in there who's definitely a home haunter and, and we nerded out together for a bit. Of course. But the rest were not. And they, but they still put together a pretty damn scary haunt. You walk in and immediately on the right, there's one of my projection effects, zombie bashing on the door and all that. Uh, they go down in the uh, bathroom. They had a zombie that was crawling out of the bathroom. Couldn't tell if its pants if its pants were down around its ankles. There wasn't enough of that. <laughs> really, I think the the area where they struggled the most was lighting. It was a very dark haunt, mm, especially okay. after sunset when the sun was gone. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. very very dark, and so I think I'll I'll help them with that next year. Do a little more with lighting, but they had my animatronic zombies. They had a uh, midget Hannibal. That's what I called him, Midget Hannibal. But it's like uh, Hannibal Lecter in orange jumpsuit and the straight jacket, got mm. the mask on. But he collapses down to about three feet tall. And then a motion For trigger. Proportionally? Well, no, just like his legs collapse, his torso collapses a little, and he ends up being about three feet tall. And then when he gets triggered, he pops up to full size so he can pop up from out of nowhere. Ah. I couldn't figure that out when I found him in the like in the storage room. I'm like, huh, it's a midget Hannibal. That's really odd, but brought it anyway. But he scared the f- out of me because I was not <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> but then I get down by uh, like where my Coast Guard zombie is. And right next to that is a glass door that they uh, put blood all over, just draining down the, uh, the glass. And they put an actor inside there and locked the door. And so he'd be sitting in there rattling the glass door making it work and it was it was freaking freaky but then i sat there looking at him for a minute because i'm filming and he starts turning the nut turning the lock and then he opens the door and then he started chasing after me it was awesome that's great (laughs) and talking with the actor afterwards that he was doing this to a lot of kids who would get like cocky, like you can't get me, you can't. And so he was over. Because they the don't lock, realize that the lock is on the <laughs> other side of the door. Again, do not taunt if you do not know where the lock is. You may regret your life choices. Oh my gosh, it was hysterical. Should come up with like a spreadsheet or a spreadsheet of like helpful tips when going through a haunted house. <laughs> yeah, do not exactly. taunt the actors, especially don't if taunt you do actors. If you do not know where the what side of the door the lock is on. And so even then, keep... don't trust the lock. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so keep going down. They uh, spray painted stuff onto sheets hanging on the walls. Uh, oh, they... so just they spray painted the walls. <laughs> well, they did accidentally because they didn't think about how sheets are pretty thin and it will bleed through, and it bled through. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. So, like on one, there is uh, beware the pig butcher. Luckily, it's an abandoned building. Luckily, it's an abandoned building. 
except we still use this building for things like training uh, the bomb sniffing dogs and like they do exercises in there. It's going to be great. I'm, so I think you're it's adding awesome. to the ambiance and That's right. going to confuse adding, the hell out of future archaeologists. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to confuse the hell out of future archaeologists at this point. Freaking pig butcher. Like they went to spirit, got a pig butcher costume, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a butcher's costume with a freaking pig head. And inside the morgue, it was so freaking dark. I did not see the pig butcher come at me until it was literally like three feet away. Like it just emerged out of the freaking darkness out of freaking nowhere. So they did glorious. a really good I job taking it. advantage of the we have no lighting. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny talking with the again, talking with the actor afterwards. That that effect was not intentional at all. Like I had just happened to be coming through behind a group uh, because I was trying to get in before like the next group comes. Mm -hmm. And so they were still working on resetting in a lot of the places where when I was coming through. So Pig Butcher was not ready for me, but still scared the freaking crap out of me. <laughs> well, that speaks to haunt actors and the fact of you can be in the wrong place, but as long as you stay in character, you can still pull off a really good scare. So freaking lootly. And it was awesome. Oh my gosh, it was absolutely wonderful. I love what they did with it. And I'm so excited for next year. Like, oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> oh. Okay, before we talk about my haunt, the haunted ship, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsors. Because if I don't do it now, I'm not gonna remember, then we will jump right into it. And thank you from our sponsors. Uh, thank you for our sponsors because without you, we would <laughs> we would have much fewer things to do and talk about. Indeed, indeed. And if you have word you want to get out to the haunted attraction industry or home hunters in general, let us know because we probably have a sponsorship package that will that can help you do that. So, contact us at any of our social media, like Facebook at facebook.com/huntingu, Twitter at huntinguniver1, or Instagram at Hunting University, and we can hook you up. Ha ha! Hooray for that us. Was, that was sneaky, wasn't it? Very, very, very. We're getting quite subtle <laughs> with that. Starting to less like whoring ourselves out and more just like, hey, we're doing this. Cool. Yeah, Indeed. Yes. Indeed. Oh, damn. As a Rangers, are going to overtime. Yeah, I saw 1 1. We've lost the last two games, so it's a. I'm, Trying to keep my, I'm trying to keep hope up, but I mean, at least one of them was against the Bruins, which I call like almost. Bruins tolerate. are good, and that annoys me. Yeah, I know. like I said, I, I will almost tolerate it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so last time we want to talk about is, of course, oh no, before I get there, I have to talk about one more because Ashley and I had the opportunity, and so we jumped on it to go to the Winchester Mystery House for their haunted house. Mm. And I have to take a few moments and talk about it because one, it was freaking amazing. And two, I, it was freaking frustrating. Oh, and the dichotomy is killing me. And so I have to share it with all of you. So for those who do, who are not familiar, the Winchester mystery house is located here uh, just south of me in San Jose, California. It was built. Well, it was bought 
by the widow of uh, the man who created the Winchester rifle, like the who started the Winchester Rifle Company. And his wife became so paranoid after his death that the ghosts of the people her husband's weapons killed would come back and either take revenge on her or haunt her or whatever. She all of the above. She also was above. a little bit paranoid even before that. I mean fair and I, I don't have enough issue. of the history to talk about yet. I, I want to go back and we'll get some of that history. But Actually, all of that I aside I wanted to look up a book on her. She built or she bought this house and from the time that she bought it until her death, about 40 years, she never stopped renovating. And it created renovating this- is a renovating, building, all of it. Like she never stopped working on it. And it created this just absolutely sprawling, like 28 acre mansion with secret passages and stairwells to nowhere and just absolutely bizarre architecture. It's gorgeous. Windows to rooms that you can see from the outside, but can't seem to get to from the inside. It, it is absolutely freaking bizarre. And the perfect freaking location for a haunted house i like it's on my bucket list to go visit this house in the daytime just so that i can see um get some of the history and actually like try to understand what's going on but finding out that they did a haunted house i was like holy shit i have to go and i told my wife i'm like i know you don't like haunted houses will you come do this one with me please and she caved and did it with me and it was it was so much fun but i have to talk about it because Ah, so you start out outside on the exterior of the house and the queue takes you, wraps you around a good portion of the house. You actually get to see some of the grounds. You can see some of the gardens. You can appreciate like the front of the, the very front of the house. And and like I said, it is just an absolutely gorgeous piece of art. If you enjoy architecture in any way, you will freaking love this house. But so they put us all through metal detectors and then uh, it really opened up after that. There is a huge gift shop that you have to walk through just to get to everything else, which is kind of sneaky. To get in or and to get out, you have to go through the gift shop. Very, very sneaky. But we finally get to the far side of the gift shop and it opens up into like a carnival midway. They have uh, some games. They had a stage with live entertainment. They had like these just really cool posters of like like picture if you've seen the greatest showman picture like the uh the posters he had of each of the acts the dog boy poster and and all of that they had a bunch of posters kind of like that hung along the walls people coming up and doing like circus acts so they had one with horns they had uh, a flame juggler guy and uh throwing juggling knives and, and all of that stuff so entertainment for the people as they're they're coming they have like a speakeasy bar in one of the barns with uh, some themed drinks and uh, they had axe throwing out there. So lots of ways to one, keep your guests entertained and two, squeeze more money out of your guests all before ever entering the haunt. And they had like projection effects and lighting effects. It was decorated with these really cool pumpkin sculptures and uh, crazy trees and uh, giant monster things. And it, it, it was really cool. Projection effects all over the place. It, it was very cool. And it's all, it's all cute. It's not even Q-Line. It's pre-Q-Line. This is uh, pre-Q entertainment. When you're ready to actually enter the haunt, though, 
you have to actually get into the queue line and the queue line actually winds you like into interior exterior parts of the house exterior interior parts of the house the house is (laughs) weird to say the least super weird that is hard to describe you're still outside Uh, we go through like a carriage house you go through some more gardens uh they had one garden set up as um like a, a small graveyard phenomenal i took lots of pictures because i'm very excited about like the crypt they had in the corner um the wall with all of the i forget what those are called mausoleum wall with all the graves inside mm. big piece of marble yeah i think chambers. i mean mausoleum i feel like mausoleums were technically related to a building in which you intern the dead not like a single no no no. this this is like yeah i know it's the wall it's the wall yeah i, yeah, I, forget and what I, I don't know if that's called the mausoleum i don't either let's look it up for me i am but, um they have one <laughs> thank you what else they have one of those and and i really liked it because it actually blocked off the far side of the um the far side of the graveyard and it f- formed the backdrop for the graveyard blocking our our uh, ability to see beyond it where um i think they ha- we actually curved back around and we're and that was now the backside of where we had first walked in but it was a great way to keep it within theme while blocking our uh our line of sight i i liked it a lot but they had so, low-lying fog all over it go ahead full bodies interred or not not columbaria that's it columbaria Col- you're absolutely columbaria. Right. Um, so yeah, the, that's the graveyard and we're still sitting, we're, we're in the queue line through all of this and it's right up against the house. So we're able to like see into windows. I can see strobe lights. I can see shadowy figures walking by. I can see like, uh, a crank ghost hanging, uh, floating up in one of the windows. So we're getting just little, little glimpses into the, into the haunt as we're standing there in the queue. And for, for me, it was just whetting my appetite for what was to come. I'm like, ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that. And it was very exciting. Then we get to um, the end of the queue. And they were taking us in groups of, I don't know, 20 or 30 at a time. Well, I guess 60 at a time and breaking us up into like two groups of 20 to 30. But while they're breaking us up in these two groups, there is a, oh, what do you call that guy? What? Going to shoot out. Going to shoot out. Sick. What do you call that guy who stands outside of the carnival and like calls to you and tries to get you to come into uh, various oh. attractions? Not the ringmaster. It's, like, it's the. No, um, not the ringmaster. Barker. Barker. Something Barker. Oh, I can't think of what it's called. But like. No, it is. Sure. It's, it's a Barker. It's a Barker. That's the name. Yeah. Barker. Yeah. Yeah. Barker. That's the carny. Sl- that's the carny slang for it. Thank you. So they have a carnival Barker out there and he is the guy who is giving the, um, giving the speech about like the rules, but he's in the character of a carnival Barker, which, you know, we just came out of the carnival and it, it fits the theme so beautifully, but was a really effective way at, uh, of trying to impart the rules upon us. And I, I thought it worked really well. The actor they had doing it 
was phenomenal. He had he was a perfect improvisationist. He was making fun of people. He was reacting to people when people were not listening to him. He was talking about them behind their backs and in front of everyone. <laughs> it was hysterical. That's it was great. a blast. I loved it. It was very well done. So they line us up into these two long lines because the house is so sprawling. They built two separate haunted houses in the house. And from this point where we're entering, you either turn right or you turn left and you go through completely different parts of the house as the haunt. It was pretty cool. Nice. And what a way to double your uh, double your throughput, having two separate walkthroughs through the house. Granted, you need a freaking enormous house like the Winchester Mystery House to pull that off. But Which still also started as a two story farmhouse. Indeed. It is much, much more than that now. Holy shit. I didn't realize it started that small. That yeah, just makes it even more impressive what she accomplished. Yeah. Um, if that's I'm, the word. I'm, I'm, reading, I'm reading up on it. I bet you are. Um, well, there's actually interesting enough. There's not a lot. I'm not finding much biographical. Yeah. 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 But she, she's the heir to the Winchester fortune because she married the founder of the Winchester company's son. Ah, there you go. Okay. And then so, basically her daughter died. And then 1881, her mother died, her father-in-law died, and her husband died. And so she um, she went to a psychic to ask what was going on and to figure out what's going on. Basically, was told that she <laughs> I don't want to jinx this again. I, was I told that she had a curse on her, and she had to you know go west and buy a property and build a house to trap all of the angry ghosts caused by her father-in-law's creation. So a psychic like, told her to do this. That's that, that's what that, you're saying. That, that's tied to... Do, 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 do. That is the summary from the inscrutable Mrs. Winchester and her mystery mansion on Amazon. Mm. Okay, okay. Um, so maybe some artistic some, license there. Some artistic license there. Uh, seeking a psychic for answers. Curse put on her family. Psychic children move west. Build continuously on a house to appease the spirits. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I, like I said, I intend to go back uh, next time I'm in port and actually like do their historical tour and, and learn a little bit more. And we'll do a podcast on that because I just think it's absolutely fascinating. Yes. And, and I want to read a couple of biographies on this because yeah, you, you should come out. We should do it together. It'd be fun. Yes. Yes, we should. So they've got us in these two lines and you either go left or right and go through completely different parts of the house. We, I ended up going right. So keep that in mind as uh, if you, and, if you go left and had a completely different experience, that's why, because there are two different haunts. So it, it, it literally takes you through different parts of the house. So like we saw uh, a little greenhouse area, uh, took us up into like the attic. At one point we uh, walked inside a closet and came out into a whole other room. Uh, so there were bedrooms. They took us up into like what may have been a mother-in-law suite sort of thing like a little kitchen and, and a couple of rooms. Uh, we went through this just gorgeous freaking dining room. They took us through the kitchen. They, oh my gosh. So I, if you listen back uh, to our, our live episode at Midsummer Scream, when we had carry on from Spectral Illusion, she talked about how they did a custom projection mm -hmm. effect for Winchester Mystery House. And yep. I was lucky enough to, go, to get to see it because it was to the right, not to the left. Awesome. It's a fireplace. Above the fireplace is a portrait. There are a couple of windows. There are bookshelves. And the entire 
wall is is a giant projection effect and it starts out with just like the fire and the portrait and then lightning happens it starts raining the portrait morphs it becomes a uh it starts moving around and the picture starts murdering people the fire goes out it was super freaking cool carrie that was the highlight of my night it was so freaking cool i loved it i literally just stood there for like five minutes watching the thing while everybody else wandered wandered off and and And, and did your wife wish that she had brought one of the child leashes along for you a little bit yes it ultimately one of the actors just kind of shoot us out because they're like (laughs) 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 but it was so freaking cool you know you're a haunter when indeed indeed in another part they actually had like a box giant cardboard box full of hard hats and they made all of us put on hard hats because they were sending us down into the crawl space underneath the freaking house pipes going everywhere they have uh fog blast out at you out of nowhere there's a guy dragging bodies off of off in one direction and like it's you have to be crouched down there are pipes hanging everywhere you're likely to hit your head that's why they give you a hard hat and it, I'm glad they did because I whacked my hard hat on a th- couple things down there. Safety first. But it was cool because they actually let us go down into the cellar area and and had seen, had a scene, had multiple scenes set up in this crawl space. So just very, very cool. Very, I freaking love the use of the space. But there were a couple of things that they did that were just great on me. And Leslie, you know my number one pet peeve when it comes to any haunt. What is it? Candy corn. <laughs> my number two pet peeve. Oh. I keep trying to go through all the annoying things. We're going to play that game, are we? <laughs> John's not here, which kind of makes it not as fun. It's much better when he and I get to play it together. Fair. Well, you don't like it when, you know, actors are not engaged in what they're doing. I know, I know that drives you nuts. Does. That was not the problem. The okay. conga line. The conga line is my number one pet peeve. Where oh, they, they were all just enough, back to... They don't put enough space between groups that the mm-hmm. actors have no time to reset. And it ruins the show mm-hmm. for me and probably other people as well. And it confused me. Because the way they set up their ticketing, you buy a ticket for, they have the night broken up into two time periods, 6.30 start time, 9.30 start time. They have a set number of tickets that they sell during that period. And you have to go through during that period. And so I'm super confused as to why they were pushing people through as quickly as they were. They should have a finite number of people who can go through there should be no reason to push them through as quickly as they were. And that it, it ruined the show for me because we kept running into the people in front of us who were running to the people in front of them, who ran into the people in front of them. And we just ended up in the giant conga line. They were putting, that seems like either they need more slots or they need to adjust their timing and how they run people through. Absolutely. If it, if, if I was, it seems like they need to treat it as a haunt (laughs) And not as a historical tour. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like if I was designing it, I would not have just two time periods for people to buy tickets from. I would break it up into smaller ones with smaller groups inside of that. And I, I don't know, maybe it was the carnival barker who was letting us in too quickly. Like, <sighs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there are ways that you can fix this, but especially like after we got out, we went back to the midway midway was empty, except for the few of us who came out to like see the vendors and see the games and, and things get another drink. So it was clearly, they clearly had time at the end of the first period that they could have spaced us out more. That annoyed yeah. me. That, that was very, very frustrating. And I think it ruined a lot of the effects because we were right up against the people and the actors had yeah. no time to reset. Like, oh. Yeah, it, again, it sounds like they're either just trying to get maximum throughput with no consideration of anything else because it's the Winchester Mystery House and the atmosphere yeah. lends itself. Um, Which it did, no question, it did. Or it's a case of um, they don't have enough people to disconnect historical tour from Haunted House. And I, d I don't think that's the case because... They still run their their historical tours during the day all through the month of October while they're doing this. They stop the tours at 4.30 and they have two hours to make the transition for uh, for the haunt that night. And it's a right, completely I'm, I'm different talking... staff coming up okay. for that. Yeah, I mean, again, there's yeah. there's a lot of things that could be going on. It could just have been an off night, you know, whatnot. And but... we went on a Thursday, so that may have been a contributor, but maybe they didn't have as many actors. Who, Who knows? can say? All I can say is, I freaking hate Congo lines. Another thing that really annoyed me was the lack of a consistent storyline. Inside the house, we had like a 1920s couple who was living in the attic. Makes sense. We had the sort chef. Of. We had like the chef who was uh, in the kitchen butchering things. We had. Only sort of makes sense. It was turned into a tourist house by 1923 time maybe not okay yeah i okay i'm being you're being historically accurate. <laughs> i'm being historically, historically accurate, accurate less. <laughs> that's what i do hop up that's what i do hey, but like the bedrooms make sense but then out of nowhere there's a freaking clown i don't still do not understand why there was a freaking clown but yeah so like the scene uh, most of the scenes made sense but a few of the scenes made no sense whatsoever and every time one of those happened it took me out of the story. Yeah. And that drives me batty. So I'm telling well, I, all of you as you were designing your haunts, pick a story, pick a theme, and stick with it. And especially with something like this where it is so such a wealth of options. Like, it just, it's... This is one of those cases where don't throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Plan, plan, plan. My uh, my final regret is that I didn't pay the extra money to be able to go through both haunted houses. Mm. It was only like $20 more per ticket, but it was a Thursday. My kids were with a babysitter. We were like, we need to get home. And so we didn't want to spend the extra time, but I wish I had done it. Damn it. Yeah. But that's okay. That's okay. It just means I have to go back next year. <laughs> oh, that's just terrible. It sucks. <laughs> so that was definitely a highlight of my haunt season this year. Getting to go to the uh, unhinged at the Winch Winchester Mystery House. Highly recommend it. Even 
even with the frustrating parts, it was a very cool experience. Just getting to see the house itself, getting to walk through the house. It gave me some really cool ideas on things that I want to do in our haunts uh, in the future. And I mean, that's, that's the best reason for me to go to a haunt because I can steal ideas. Like, <laughs> there you go, John. There, there's, there's of, your theft. There's, there's the theft. We're stealing, the theft. We're stealing, we're stealing intellectual stealing property. It. We're stealing intellectual <laughs> property. You can tell your wife that. Yeah, you I'm, not telling her, I'm not telling her that. <laughs> oh, so let's let's jump into the haunted ship now. Oh my gosh, I, I I've said this like the last three episodes. I freaking love building haunted houses on ships because I have walls already, I have ceilings already, I have electricity everywhere, I have compressed air everywhere. The ambiance is real. The props are real. I don't have to create the environment. The environment is already there. I just have to make it spooky. It's well, and in some cases, it's awesome. kind of already spooky. In, in a lot of ways, it's already spooky. You're absolutely right. We settled on a, uh, on, on a theme that we tried to draw in the you know, local legends from the area. And because we're in San Francisco Bay, the most obvious local legend to draw on is Alcatraz. We had to incorporate Alcatraz as part of this. <laughs> And so the storyline that we settled on was that the, um, the cutter was underway, lost in the fog in San Francisco Bay, and ran aground on Alcatraz. And while there, all of the malevolent spirits, Leslie's word, who were inhabiting Alcatraz came on board, escaping on board our cutter, and came back with us and kind of took over the ship. And so we were able to take that storyline and really run with it and had a lot of fun doing so. I'm so going to get bit in the face. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so let me, I want to walk you through real quick and then I'll, and I'll talk about the, the scenes as we go. So you come on board the ship and at the, all the way at the bow, uh, there's the big gun up in front. We hung a big flag off the front of it that says bang. There are skeletons all around it loading. Yes. Looney Tunes and, bang. Yeah. Like Looney Tunes style bang. Uh, Wiley really Coyote. More for, Super uh, genius. Yeah. Wiley Coyote or like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of that, that's the, the humor that we were going for and, and I think it came across but they go from there into uh, a side passage and inside there it was all filled with smoke and there was a laser vortex w walking through and I, I need to tell you after we got off so I took my kids on there and uh, I'll, I'll tell you the areas that really got to them they were, they were chance, but they, my son declared it the biggest regret of his life going through my haunted house on the ship. And I said it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> May that always remain the biggest regret of his I life. Hope, I hope that remains the biggest regret of his life. Absolutely. But at the end of it, he after he'd had some time to reflect, he's like, Daddy, what does a portal have to do with criminals on the ship? <laughs> I had the laser vortex at the very start. And my idea was that it was uh, transporting you into the storyline. It's enabling you to see the ghosts and the malevolent spirits and all, and all of those things that you may not be able to see otherwise. But he, he, my eight-year-old is telling me, Daddy, it didn't make sense. It, it did not make sense in the story. This is my son. Oh, my God. He is my son. Yep. So I'm going to have to rethink that for next year because I got called out by my eight-year-old. <laughs> They're not shy. They are not shy at all. 
But so we go through there and then we enter the hangar and we had, we reconfigured the hangar. We put up uh, false walls. We were able to use like, um, you know, those exercise mats you had in gym class in elementary school, the ones that fold up in four, yes. in four sections. We stood those up on their ends and, and made passageways out of that. Uh, had fog in there like so as soon as you come in the first thing that happens is you get hit with a blast of fog and then you get down to the end it's all bathed in green light there's a big old banner strung across with spray paint you'll never take us alive and there's two criminals in there yelling and arguing with each other it was uh england brothers uh, the england brothers i'll never remember their name the england brothers are in there (laughs) arguing with each other they've got a a little inflatable pool like kitty pool that they're trying to blow up and turn into an escape raft (laughs) <laughs> and, and oh my gosh the two guys that got to do this were just having a blast with it they were s- having so much fun running around and jumping and screaming and yelling and ah! and um <laughs> right before walking down the stairs to go down to the mess deck one of them yells at us be careful down there they're doing some crazy stuff down there <laughs> Which ended up so, whole, you know, everybody got fair nicely. warning. <laughs> we had fair warning for what we were about to walk into. So we walked down the stairs and we've got uh, basically red lights on the ship that we use at night to not damage our night vision. So that's the base lighting throughout the ship. What, you don't use eye patches? No, we don't use eye patches. From... No, that's the whole point of eye patches. You shift them from one to the other so you can go from the light at the t- top of the ship to the dark at the bottom of in, in the ship. Yes, but if it's dark outside, we want a dark inside so you don't have to so you have both eyes. Dark everywhere. Eye patches. But it's a anyway. So <laughs> we go down into the ship and on the mess deck, there's skeletons uh, still dressed up in Coast Guard uniforms. They're eating their last meals there. But all the way at the end of the mess deck, where the emergency surgery is, there is a man on the table screaming his heart out as uh, a the doctor and a nurse are ripping his limbs off, taking big old bites out of him and handing it across to each other. Aw, they're sharing. <laughs> they're sharing. And it was good because uh, the doctor was one of our crewmen. The nurse was his wife who wanted to come out and, and play with us. And uh, we actually had another crewman on the table uh, having his limbs ripped off and stuff. And they they were just hamming it up. It was it was awesome. But again, at the at the end, my... Uh, my seven-year-old now is like, I saw somebody trying to eat somebody. <laughs> and it, it, it just didn't quite process in his little home. <laughs> he was having a hard time coming to terms with it. <laughs> oh, I have so many movies to not show that child. <laughs> it was phenomenal oh my gosh but we go from there into the strobe light filled space uh walking down the hallway and out of freaking nowhere um someone just pops out of nowhere uh with just like the creepiest grin and she's doing weird movements and freaking phenomenal actor this this young woman and contortionist yeah, a little bit of a contortionist. Yeah. Uh, and she gets, you know, we get down and we turn the corner and she's just kind of following us the whole way. And it, she was, she was very freaky. That's where we saw, we found Jump the Shark there. There was a little porthole uh, with a television behind it uh, where zombie sharks were playing Jump the Shark from Special Illusions. That, and I'm, I'm so happy I finally got to use it. it it's so. I awesome. am too. <laughs> I freaking love it. But 
keep going forward and had um, the creepy little girl or Catherine from uh, Atmos FX doing a beautiful hull illusion and preventing people from walking uh, walking down a corridor, but forcing them uh, into the proper corridor where we had another actor, a drowning victim. And uh, our, our makeup artist got the drowning look. I, I, th- I think she did the drowning look really well. She used like KY jelly lube on her mm. hair, just long, you know, running. Well, that must have been hair. a pain in the butt to wash out. Probably, but it gave a like drowning right look. look so yeah. beautifully. It was awesome. It's a very, very successful application <laughs> and a very, very successful look. Pain in butt to get out. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Oh my gosh. So uh, we had, you know, all through this corridor now, we've got uh, hand, bloody handprints on the walls. We've got skeletons who are climbing up ladders and climbing out of doors. We've got, oh, and then it goes into the spider webs. The spider webs start <laughs> coming. And you get all the way up into our anchor windless room and we turn this into a spider's den. Basically, thanks, Sheila. Return of the King. Oh of the yeah! Rings. Oh yeah! And it, it was it was giving me anxiety just looking at it, both from the <laughs> spiders and from the oh good god the cleanup. Oh, the cleanup ended up not being nearly as bad as I feared it would be. It it went pretty well. Uh, we used cotton spider webs, stretched them to make false walls that uh, created this like spiral corridor where you walk basically all the way around and then back into the center where there's a stairwell going down. And as you got closer to the stairwell, the cobweb, the spider webs would get closer to your head. So you would have to bend down. So it's like forcing you down into the stairwell, down into the spider's den. And we had a last minute person say they wanted to help out as they were saw, saw us setting up. In fact, this guy had reported to the ship just on Monday and Friday <laughs> was the day that we did this. So he sees me setting up and he's like, hey, sir, can I how do I help with this? I'm like, oh my gosh, you want to help? You just come on Friday and we will get you in there. No problem. <laughs> you said the this, magic words. Can I this help? This kid been on board for four days and he was probably the scariest mother on the entire ship. He scared <laughs> the crap out of the captain's daughter. Like this is the scene that she was talking about afterwards. <laughs> and all, all he, he was doing, was, so we dressed him up in all black we put uh, some extra, put red around each of his eyes and then used half of ping pong balls to make more spider eyes all over his face. And he was literally like, picture really any horror movie where you see a person and then a shadow passes in front of the camera. This kid <laughs> was doing that in real life. That's and great. The best part was he found a sledgehammer in the just sitting in the space and he was dragging it along the floor, banging it against the walls. And it was freaking spooky. Oh my gosh. It was so freaking effective. It was awesome. I loved it. That's great. But so we get down into, you know, they force us down. I force, I force the guests down into the spider's den. So they go, you have to go down the ladder and then curve around to your right, making a 180 degree turn. Ow, 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 and ow. Soon, don't hurt yourself, Les. You I'm not. The dog is. Ow. Layla, down, heel. No, we're trying oh, to girl. play. She is. She's trying to play. I just, I just stretched. 
Yeah. And I shouldn't have. Don't hurt yourself. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. okay. You continue? Yes. Okay. I just can't play with her rope. <laughs> Not like that. Ow. Play catch, like throw. I, she, I did. She didn't bring it back. I was playing with her marshmallow. She does this thing where like she'll bring it back and then she just decides she doesn't want to and she wants to play with another toy. Okay, we're going to use this yeah, one so I can just bang myself in the face. <laughs> so you, we, you know, I force everyone down into the spider's den and then they have to make a 180 degree turn to the right in order to keep going. And as soon as you make that turn, I put a stroke. I had our giant spider legs and the wingspan of these spider legs ended up being about six feet. They were mm-hmm. absolutely enormous. They were too big for our actor to actually wear. And so we just kind of mounted them up in the corner. The actor stood in front of it. And then when people came by, she stepped on uh, a step pad, which triggered the strobe light. So flash a strobe light in their face. She comes lunging. And I nearly, I knew she was going to be there. And I nearly peed myself. (laughs) Awesome. From there, we're, we're continuing our way forward. And the next space that we get to is uh, our repair locker. And I had a really hard time. We, like, So repair locker is where we keep all of the stuff we use for uh, fighting damage to the ship, firefighting equipment, and uh, for if the ship starts flooding. All of that equipment is kept in the repair locker. Don't you mean when? When. When, indeed. <laughs> the flooding, not the, well, this was the not flooding. catching on fire yet. Uh, we'll talk about that. So... In, in a room in this area, we set up a, a fire scene, flooded it with red lights, had two skeletons dress up in firefighting gear with a hose. And then I used MSFX has a great uh, fire video that I actually put up on a television, had good sound effects and gave us some fire as well. And it, I, I really like how it ended up looking. But I, in order to block the view coming in, we ended up just hanging some of our extra firefighting suits from the ceiling so they had to like push their way through all of these firefighting suits and we had like limbs hanging off them and heads hanging off them body parts and and all kinds of stuff and then we hit an actor in and among all of that (laughs) and she was uh, a burn victim so half of her face was burned off uh we couldn't get it quite as crispy as we wanted in the time but you know it's dark you can't really tell it's It's dark and you know that there, there's there's skills and techniques that we can employ once we get better at it. This was another one. This was another last minute actor. And I'm like, you know what? And we were trying to figure out- What did out your makeup team use? For- The Burns. I, I couldn't tell you and I'd have to ask her. But this was another last minute actor. And uh, I told, we were having trouble figuring out where we put her. And then I get this like light bulb moment. Like, ooh, we could put you by the, by the fire. You could be a burn victim. And my makeup artist looks at me and is like, do you have any idea how long burn makeup takes? <laughs> she was ready to throttle me. This is, <laughs> she this is three hours from opening. Like, <laughs> oh my God, no planning. So, oh God. I saw the pictures though. What she did on the fly, absolutely killer. Yeah, I'd love to know yeah, what she used. Absolutely killer. Um, like if, you're wanting, if you're wanting good crunchy, a fast setting glue and Kleenex or toilet paper can create yeah, yeah. kind of some good crunchy. But again, you have to have some time to get everything set yeah. and stuck to the face exactly. and then colored. So <laughs> it, it, no, it's, it's not, it's not a last minute makeup. K. It was, there was threatening. There was definitely threatening. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so from there 
you go into uh, this next space there we've got a big contraption there on the left well it's our uh, aqueous film forming foam machine that uh, it's a firefighting piece of equipment but lots of pipes that's lots of pipes lots of pumps and i put one of my rupture pipe props up inside there wired it to a motion sensor used a purgatory props ammon duo to trigger it and as they walk by from behind it just five seconds of compressed air that makes nice. anybody jump. The sound alone would make me jump. Sa- that's it. It's, it's just a sound. And then we combine that with, uh, put a strobe light in there as well, triggered by my actress, who the bird victim actress, who's now back there. As soon as she hears that, she triggers it with uh, one of those little remotes like you can get for Christmas lights right now. Mm. Go pick some up because they're amazing. But triggers the remote, turns on the strobe lights, and now they've got, they're being assaulted both audio and visual. Uh, they're getting hit from two sides. And it's screwing up their night vision because it's really freaking bright. But into the next scene, this is the one that did in my older son. Ever <laughs> since he saw the uh, the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean with the mermaid, now he understands like what a siren is, like the traditional sea siren uh, of the sirens of legend. Greek. Greek Not, mythology. Yeah, Greek mythology. Not like Ariel the Little Mermaid like eat your soul mermaid he has had this just irrational fear of mermaids which is not a bad irrational fear to have as the son of a sailor just saying it's a good irrational fear <laughs> i mean yeah that's legit yeah so we did uh, a makeshift brig where like the crew captured this mermaid that had got on board the ship after the crash and had to create a, a brig to keep her locked up in. And so we had all of these copper pipes from replacing uh, pipes inside of a cooler that we turned into the bars of this cage. So we had pipes going up and down, we had pipes going left and right and made a cage out of it. And then she had a trident that I attached to, a, it was a plastic trident, spray painted gold. It was actually a pitchfork, but you know, you painted gold, now it's a trident. But we attached that to my metal bat and then we could make the trident making sparks as she's dragging it <laughs> along the, the thing. And she would be talking to, and she was talking to my son, like, are you my next meal? Come closer. Let me out, please. Like, she was really leaning into the siren. It was uh-huh. awesome. And then as we're walking out, she was like, oh, I didn't know I ordered this meal to go. It, I, it made me crack up. I, I loved it. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. I loved it. And she had the coolest, like, uh, well, for lack of a better word, mermaid skirt. You know, the, the really tight pull your legs together style skirt. That is literally called a mermaid skirt. Oh, fantastic. Well, there you go. She had a mermaid skirt, but it actually looked like fish scales. Like the pattern of the of the material looked like fish scales. So it was like actually a mermaid skirt. It was, it was great. There's so many things you can find on the Internet. Indeed. Some of them are even good. Some of them. Some like of us. Them. So from there, we went into, uh, we set up a kelp forest. And I had a whole bunch of uh, just like plastic, seaweedy kind of kelp that I was able to borrow from the candle lighters, but we needed more. So we actually just ended up kind of shredding trash bags into one inch long, one inch wide pieces, crumpling them up. And it made like really convincing looking seaweed it was awesome we hung it all over basically covered like 20 feet of the corridor with this stuff and it was great for people to be picking through and and moving and then yeah so i used a couple of the uh these motion sensor 
sound effect boxes where you can it, you plug it into your computer just like any USB flash drive and you put a sound effects on it. And then as soon as the motion sensor goes off, the sound goes off. So I set up a couple with, or I set up two of them with the Jaws theme. Da-dum. Da-dum. Dum, 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 dum. And it would start off the first one they walk past is nice and slow. And then when the shark attack happens in the movie, that part plays when uh, the tentacles or cracked tentacles come flying out. Rah! And it, it worked out pretty good. My actress who was using the, the tentacles, though, made me crack up because tentacles come flying out of nowhere. And all I hear is glub, 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 glub. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is glub? <laughs> oh man i could probably find you the context of that but it would take me a minute she did not know how and at least it. a couple of ranges of eye bleach <laughs> i know there is one because i know i've seen it I'm i'd have to, to find it i'm afraid to ask. I, I i i couldn't tell you the top of my head but i know that there's there's a there's something about that fair enough so we're continuing down the kelp forest and as we're approaching another door idea. i just hear chains being drug along the floor. Nice and slow. Charlie and Marley. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, and this is the time that my second son froze in his tracks and would not move. The mermaid was where my older son froze in his tracks and would not move. And I had to literally pick him up and move him past it to, to get us moving on. <laughs> but this is the scene where my younger son froze in his tracks. And did not appreciate it when um so he he had dressed him up kind of like in a, a picture of like the mike myers costume that you know the coveralls that's literally the same coveralls that we get issued so we have a lot of mike myers coveralls on board but he's wearing mike myers coveralls just pulling the chain across and then uh, he put a clown mask on i did not approve of the clown mask it did not fit my theme i hated it every moment that it was there but it was the day of, and I had no time left, and I just like, fine, run with it. And oh my God, he ran with it. <laughs> he was a scary mother. <laughs> and nearly made my younger son wet himself. It was wonderful. But it didn't fit my theme. Anyway. For Marley and Marley, <laughs> our hearts are painted black. We should have known our evil deeds would put us both in shackles. Exactly. Okay. So... Hi, are you annoyed by as, the singing puppy? As that guy was scaring us, we triggered the uh, the motion sensor. So as we go forward, that's where my triple ghost projection came into play. So now we're looking down like sixty feet of corridor, and I can and we can see the ghost move across a doorway all the way in the back, and then move across a doorway a little bit closer, and then the doorway right in front of us it comes up and screams in your face, and I freaking love how it turned out watch for our youtube page i'm working on a how-to video on how i put it together it will be up there go check it out it is my favorite digital effect freaking ever so from there we'll walk back up the stairs uh, into the reefer flat i had hoped excuse me i had hoped to have uh, the reefers open so that i could put another projector in there with uh there's a hollow fx really creepy uh, refrigerator video with bodies hanging in the refrigerator and then a guy walking among them in a very ominous manner. 
I wanted that up there, but unfortunately, we had to put food in the refrigerator, and I couldn't leave it open. Aww. It was very disappointing. I thought the fridge wasn't supposed. Well, it was supposed to be almost. I like... tried. Aww. I tried to keep it broken. It didn't work. It well, got fixed. I mean, you got enough things that are broken, and Indeed. having no cold food is not the best idea. But in, oh, so Kalayla. instead, we had uh, a guy up there who was suffering from like freezer burns, who popped out of one of the refrigerators uh, and and went chasing after people with. Uh, along with the psycho theme music played out of one of those boo boxes. <laughs> wee, 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 wee. And it worked really well. I, I was happy with it. So then they get out to the fan's hail and uh, that's the stern of the ship. There we had, I, so. It's terrible you think that helps people. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> the back part. One might, you could even call it the poop deck. Anyway. the a separate part. Back there, we have a bunch of cranes for moving boats around. And so I just gave a bunch of skeletons to a couple of crew members and said, look, go make them do funny things back on the stern. Come up with just just run with it. Give them complete creative freedom. And what they did was they had a skeleton who's like doing the trapeze off one of the uh, one of the cranes. We have another one that's dangling by its feet from the nets. It was it was absolutely hysterical. Uh, another one, you know, others are turning valves and, and actually doing things that look kind of productive. Dressed up in all kinds of funny costumes. Go check out the the photos that we have up on our social media, Instagram, Facebook. They're they're awesome. It it's it it was awesome. In total, uh, it sounds like about eleven hundred people came out for the harvest festival. Of that, I had an approximate count of probably five hundred who actually came on board the ship. So we got like about half half of the people who who were were there for the party. And of that, we had probably 70 kids leave crying which <laughs> i took as a win like i i felt pretty good about that well done. <laughs> oh my gosh the vi- open the very opening so um it started at five o'clock and we did not get anyone until probably 5 30 or 5 45 like just just everybody was over where the food was and, and nobody was wandering toward us yet and so when people finally started coming, the, the actors were uh, very excited. And <laughs> the, the first, we, the, we had like four people show up, a group of two. And then I'm going to say someone like probably a grandma and her granddaughter <laughs> was the second through. And the, the two men go through and, and do their thing. But, and then we send the, the grandma and the granddaughter up. And as we're waiting for more people to come, you know, I'm just talking with the with our queue line actors. And then I look back at the ship and I can see between the vortex and the hangar, there's an open deck. And I just see the grandma and her daughter just kind of sitting, sitting there on that deck. I'm like, what what what's happening? So I go wandering up there. And as I get close i can see the granddaughter is just bawling her eyes out Aww. all that she's seen so far is the laser vortex and she is bawling her eyes out the grandma sees me coming and she she like signals like stop stop don't don't come scare us but then we, oh he, he's coming to help and uh I, this is the first set of people i had to escort out because they refused to go on <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad they realized it there as opposed to halfway through. And you're like, well, yeah, the really yeah, only course seriously. of action at this point is to go back. <laughs> we had probably a total of like 10 people, 10 or 15 people who uh, who made the call at some point and we had to escort out. They, mm-hmm. they couldn't they wouldn't go through anymore. 
uh, but I mean, I mean, of 500, that's that's not that's bad. a good that's, that's, that's a good that's ratio. a good number. Yeah, that's a number I can live with, <laughs> as John would say. <laughs> <laughs> but through all of that, we had no injuries. You know, I, I'm always a little bit nervous about about doing something on a ship like this. The stairs on a ship are much steeper than what people would expect. Like they're more like ladders in a lot of ways. They're more like ladders in a lot of ways. Absolutely. And, um, and so we take a, and I mean, there are just protrusions everywhere. Not a day goes by in just the regular course of my work that I don't hit my head. Like there are just that many things to, I gave myself three Charlie horses in a day while we were at sea earlier this week, just running my knee into something because it's, it's a ship is inherently a dangerous place. And we took a lot of steps to try to mitigate that danger. I bought literally a case of pool noodles from the dollar store, dollar twenty-five a piece, by the way. And we just cut up pool noodles and put them freaking everywhere. Anywhere where we thought there might be a place where people would run into things, covered it with pool noodle and taped just to, to mitigate it. We put uh, lighting very strategically. In fact, got a bunch of glow sticks and taped glow sticks onto the thresholds of all the doorways because mm, the thresholds are all six to eight inches high. Yep, exactly. They're shin knockers to keep water from, from spilling over. They're about eight, eight inches, six or eight inches high. And so we put light on it because what attracts the human eye first? It's light. And that's where I wanted them looking when they were walking through <laughs> these more dangerous On rare areas. occasions, I do want you to actually look at the floor because I don't want you to yes. trip on something and fall exactly. on your flat on your face. <laughs> exactly. So very strategic use of light to draw people's eyes where I wanted it, when I wanted it. In this case, drawn to the floor so that they're paying attention to an obstruction. And same, if there was something up, in the, up on the overhead they might knock their head on, we stuck a glow stick on it, drawing your eye to the light and making sure that they could avoid it. See, in that case, it'd be a problem because I'd probably sit there and do what? And then hit my head. <laughs> but I I'm a special case. I was worried about that, but it seemed to work out okay. But then I'm a I special was, case. Indeed, we know. And we love you for it. But then we also were very deliberate in where we put scares. Anywhere where there was a place that it would have been, that it was dangerous. And I wanted the patrons focused on their where they're walking. There was nothing there to... even do a startle yeah nothing well and and again you and this is something you know you can go back to which episode was it i don't know finish your thought and that'll tell you what episode okay go back to the episode where we actually talked through the design the storyline and what we were going to place where on the ship because you know safety was a really significant concern and the whole goal is even when we were utilizing the stairs that there was whatever scares we were going to do. We, we didn't want anybody to get scared and then either run forward or run backward yes. and immediately into an obstacle, a physical yes. obstacle that could not be moved because it's part of the ship's existence. Exactly. Um, and I think a perfect example of this was where we used that, um, the, the burst pipe animation where uh, the compressed air pipe, right? Because, I put ended up putting the motion sensor about halfway through that space because I needed them to get past all of the obstacles that were dangerous next to the AFFF station. So I left the air all the way back there, but put the motion sensor much further forward so that one, they were probably 10 feet away from the air when it actually went off. And when they jumped, 
there was nothing but wall for them to fall into. Yeah. Well, in something like that, I'm guessing it also scared them forward because it was coming kind of from and, behind them. Exactly. Always scaring forward so you're not stopping their, in their tracks and forcing and allowing the people behind them to catch up. Scaring you know, forward keeps that from happening, Winchester Mystery House. No Kangaga lines. So, like, 500 people coming out. We passed out candy to all of the kids who came through. Not full-size candy bars. We didn't have the funding for that. That's um, okay. But everybody at least got a little something if they made it through. And the, the feedback that we got was just so freaking positive. Well done, crew. The kids had an amazing time. Hope you do it again next year. That was one. You guys did great. You scared the ish out of my kids. To this day, they can't sleep in their rooms. That, that's, that warmed my heart. <laughs> Another one. Loved that I had to carry crying kids out. Well done. <laughs> and one of our crew members uh, actually came back with, that was done at a really high level. That looks great. I regret not participating now. <laughs> That's right. You should have come out. <laughs> oh, we had so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Definitely go check out our Facebook page. Go check out our Instagram. I've got all the photos and all the videos posted from uh, each of these haunts. Uh, Facebook is at hunting in is facebook.com slash hunting you and Instagram at hunting university. And you can see for yourself all of the stuff that we put together. It was such an amazing season. I had so much fun. Oh, my gosh. And honestly, one of the better parts of how the season turned out for me, the Candlelighters Ghost House closed October 30th. My two haunts ran on October 28th. So Halloween, I wasn't doing anything. And so it was the first your kids around. I took my kids trick or treating. It was the first time in several years I actually got to take my kids trick or treating. So I got to build three haunted houses this year. I got to guest act at a haunted house and I got to take my kids trick or treating. Like this is the best season I have had in my life. It was amazing. Yeah. It was so wonderful. We all gave you crap because of course we did for, you know, volunteering <laughs> to do three haunts. <laughs> On top what? of your your yard doubters. You <laughs> oh, we never doubted you. We just said you were crazy. Big difference there. And I will not dispute that point. I, I know. I know. I am. But again, you <laughs> you were able to give back to two different communities and entertain a lot of people, thousands. hundreds of th- hundreds thousands, thousands of, of people. people. Holy crap! And you know, it's exciting, even for John and I, because even though we're obviously couldn't have been there this year we still got to help you with the ideas and talking through things and we got to live vicariously through you and you know what that's that's good enough for right now <laughs> like, yes absolutely i would have loved to have been out there <laughs> next year next, next year. year next year but um i mean there's only so many more many more organs they can remove Indeed. right in theory <laughs> at least in theory um but even not being able to be at the actual event. I love being able to come up with ideas and help you create these things and create the ideas and the storylines and problem solve when we're stuck so that you can then go and put these things on for your community. I love it. Absolutely. I love the perspectives that you and John bring. I am not an idea person i am 
I can take other people's ideas and figure out how to make them happen. Your idea of having the ghost walking down the hallway was freaking genius. I would never in a million years think about that, but you gave me the challenge and it allowed, it gave me the opportunity to find a way how to do it. And I pulled it off. It was awesome. You did. You did. I'm again, I wish, you know, the videos are great. The pictures are awesome. But to have been able to see all of this in person and actually <laughs> see this come to life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I know. Oh, man, I know. <laughs> because for me, ideas, ideas are the easy part. Mm-hmm. Like that, if, if for, for, for me and for everything I do, coming up with shit, it's not hard. <laughs> the hard part is the, okay, I came up with this idea. Now is this what? actually possible? <laughs> Can this be done? Can and that's, be done that's effectively? Where I come that's where I come in because I will find a way to get done. Yeah, and it's it's a great it's a great thing because I can come up with things like, well, what if you had ghosts walking down the hallway and you can sit there and be like, wait, how do I do that? <laughs> no, and John, God, I don't know what we would do without him. I, I really I don't. He's Seriously. he he bridges the gap in so yes. many ways and yes. it, it's it's crucial and we must see john i i joke about it all the time about like his obsession with batman but frankly batman is like the the world that batman exists within is freaking creepy and john has absorbed so much of that in his life that when i need something creepy he can pull it right out of his ass and hand it to me on a golden freaking platter to run with like with all sorts of references of <laughs> what things look like or sound like hey, and go to this pull- comic go to this page of this comic or graphic novel forgive me john and like this is what you need to do k <laughs> yeah and you know, he does all of that and in a lot of ways that's <laughs> that's richer than what i can provide which is oh this movie this tv show we don't have the budget for these things but they look really cool <laughs> I mean, both of you do that so well. Like you come up with such great ideas. John finds ways to like make it really freaking creepy. And I can just take all of that and and execute. And that is what I need. Like you guys are a, so essential to what I do. I, I, I love you guys. Yeah, it, it's it's so much fun. And again, I know John does and I certainly do. We both just look forward to the day when we can do this all together in one place. Oh, seriously. Oh, seriously. Oh my gosh. Okay. We have been going long. We need to wrap it up. I, <laughs> I lost my office, so I had to set up in my bedroom and my wife is keeps like sent, t- texting it's me. Bedtime. Like, it's bedtime. Would you hurry up? <laughs> so we need to, we need to wrap this up. Yeah. It's but 1035. It's only 935 here. <laughs> well, you know, and, and Alan's, Alan's on his road trip. So I'm not getting the question of it's bedtime, yeah, yeah. Leslie. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we did this tonight. It was a good time for it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. So definitely stay tuned to the Haunted You podcast over the next few months. We have lots of awesome content that we are going to be putting out. Uh, we are done with the haunt season. You know, there's a few haunts out there that are doing Christmas-themed uh, haunts. If you're in the area, go support your local haunts and uh, and check out what they're doing because you know we they're just pouring all of their passion into their stories and uh, keep supporting that passion. But find the podcast where we talked about the Christmas haunt because I had an idea that I was going to rewrite a Christmas carol and I don't <laughs> remember how I was going to rewrite it, but it was a really good idea. Yeah, you need to because I would love to do that next year. 
Because I will be, I will not be, because I'm going to be home for Christmas next year. And I, and I want to put that together for next year. Okay. I will find out which episode that was where I was like, Hey, I have an idea. I'll I'll check as well. So (laughs) uh, we're getting into convention season. Yeah. We're getting into convention season next. And so we will be trying to bring people on to talk about the conventions coming up. And if you have a convention near you, I have to recommend go check out the, your local convention because I get so many good ideas. I find a cool prop and uh, getting to interact with like-minded Halloween enthusiasts is so beneficial. I, I have never walked away disappointed from a hunting convention. Go check them out. Check out our website at huntingu.com because we have all of the conventions that we know about posted on our events page that can help you find a convention near you. And if you do not see your convention on our page, please let us know so we can add it so and we continue it. to drive individuals who love Halloween the way we do to your event. Absolutely. Absolutely. Coming up in, on that, uh, Transworld is in February. Fear Expo is in March. Those are the two biggest trade shows for the industry of the year. We're going to try to get, I told you, I've got Doug lined up. We will get him on to talk about what's happening at Fear Expo. And, oh my gosh, I um, they announced it already. So I think I'm going to talk about it. I'm so sad that West Coast Hunters can't ha- is not happening this year. Aww. They had a uh, an issue with their venue and uh, were not able to fix it before they they had to call it. So Aww. they are not having a West Coast Hunters convention in Portland this year, but they are sh- doing their best to try to make 2024 happen. Keep your fingers crossed. I wish crossed them the best of luck them. because because that yeah, they, that was me and Leslie's amazing. first show and that we got to go to. Such a great, great a show. It's Wonderful so perfect. People. And it's so perfect for like young and hunters like us. So because welcoming. it was so yeah, so welcoming, but also so focused on the education. Mm-hmm. We got so much out of those classes. And I'm so sad that it's not happening this year. I hope you guys are back for 24. Yes. Of course, before we run off, we have to do the Chambers Corner. Haunting You podcast is, of course, the official podcast of the Chamber of Haunters. And because of that, we like to give them the opportunity to let us know what is happening in the world of the Chamber. This Chamber's Corner is brought to you by Purgatory Props, your source for haunt electronics at not-so-scary prices. Check them out at purgatoryprops.com. So, for December 2022, last Chamber's Corner of 2022, let us hear what Mr. Robert Knowlton, president of the Chamber of Haunters, has for us this month. We are looking forward to some major changes with the Chamber of Haunters starting January of 2023, which will be announced soon. We are excited about these changes and to the growth we have had and hope to continue to have. The Chamber of Haunters welcomes all to come to be a part of our organization and to get the help, support, and direction they deserve. Remember that December 31st is the last day to receive 50% off your first year of membership. Go to chamberofhaunters.com and click the join today button. Then choose your membership type and be sure to use the code haunting you with just the letter U to save 50% off. We look forward to having you and we look forward to all the exciting announcements we have starting in 2023. Thank you, Robert, for that Chambers Corner. We, of course, are going to have Robert on for our January episode to talk all about the exciting things the Chamber has happening in 2023. So go to our website at hauntingyou.com and subscribe today. So, yes. Okay, finally, we're, we're off the doggo. <laughs> Excellent. 
Well, you have worn out the doggo, you have worn out the Kionio, so I think it is time to sign out. I think it is too. Fantastic. So happy holidays, whatever you happen to be uh, celebrating in this season. I hope you have a wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas to those coming up. Happy Hanukkah for all those. Happy Kwanzaa. I don't know if you even say happy Kwanzaa. I don't know. I think it's happy Kwanzaa. You'll think it would have been. Hey, if you celebrate something, even if it's a fact of, hey, look, there's snow. That's what we're looking for. Go Here celebrate. You're to get yeah. snow on Monday and Tuesday. Nice. Go celebrate with with your loved ones and then come back ready to dive right into convention season in January. <laughs> we hope to see you all in the new year. But until then, happy haunting, my friends. Haunting You is a production of the Rocky Mountain Home Haunters, LLC. All audio clips and sound effects are used under a Creative Commons attribution or public domain license from Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com or the Sound Bible at soundbible.com. Please see our Facebook page for more information on all the clips used in this episode. Haunting University can be reached via Facebook at www.facebook.com slash haunting you with the letter U or on Twitter using the handle at haunting Univer one that's haunting U-N-I-V-E-R-1. Be sure to check out our new page on Podbean at www.hauntingu.podbean.com. <laughs>